How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. I agree with our president when he says the United States is not cured of racism. On Friday, in Highland Park, California, lots of people say in Pasadena, but I live in Pasadena, Highland Park and Pasadena are different. The president was the guest on a podcast. Some people have never even heard of the interviewer. But the president used a word, and the conversation has become about that word instead of race. This is what the president said in that podcast on Friday from here, just a few miles from where my studios are in Southern California, President Obama, uh, ruffling a few feathers. It is also true is that the legacy of slavery, Jim Crow, discrimination in almost every institution of our lives, you know, that casts a long shadow. And that's still part of our DNA. That's that's passed on. Uh, it, we're not cured of it. Racism. Racism. We are not cured of. Clearly. Uh, and 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 it's not just a matter of uh, it not being polite to say nigger in public. That's not the measure of whether racism still exists or not. It's not just a matter of overt discrimination. We have to, societies don't overnight completely erase everything that happened two to three hundred years prior. And I agree with him. The president said the United States has not overcome its history of racism. And he used the N-word, a word many people say was a word that nobody should ever utter. A word that some people say is beneath the office of the president and that the president of the United States should not have used it. A word that makes people uncomfortable, and that many, even if they are not people of color, find offensive. But I feel that the president was right in using the N-word. He wasn't being sensationalistic. He wasn't rapping a song. He wasn't referring to his homies or buddies as such. He wasn't using it hip to be cool, to push forward legislation, or to try and get elected or re-elected. He was using it to strongly make his case. He could have used himself as an example, couldn't he? Just because a black man or biracial man, first African-American man of color is president, doesn't mean racism is gone. Just because you have African-Americans in high positions, such as commander-in-chief, doesn't mean it's time to do away with affirmative action. Just because you're not dropping the N-word on the street doesn't mean racism is gone in America. Dylan Roof admitted that he killed nine people last week in South Carolina because of the color of their skin. Still in America today and yesterday, we had a conversation about a flag that symbolizes hatred and conjures up images of hatred and slavery and racism. 
A governor in South Carolina, Nikki Haley, asks them to take that flag down. And in Mississippi, they want to remove it from their own state flag. That was proposed today as well. Walmart and Sears not selling anything with the flag on their shelves. I commend them for that. But this goes beyond that flag. And this goes beyond the N-word. But the conversation has become about that word and about the president using that word. So before I take your calls at 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537-543, I want to tell you where I stand on that. Back in the late 90s, there was an O.J. Simpson case that became a trial on national television and radio. I was a talk show host during that time, and I was living in Chicago, and I had to talk about, because we talked about day in and day out, seriously, it's all we talked about was the O.J. Simpson trial. I knew it in and out. And one particular part of the trial involved a LAPD officer by the name of Mark Furman, who had used that racial term, the epithet, the N-word, over and over and over. I had written a piece for something called Talkers Magazine back then, which is now online, and we can't even find the link to it. We're having people search the physical archives for that so we can post it. And my piece was entitled, The N-Word, To Say or Not to Say, That is the Question. And I felt that at times, and I felt then as I do now, that the word must be used because it is heinous, because it is offensive, because it stings. And it is for all those reasons that sometimes you need to use it. Now, I'm not talking using it a la Paula Deen. I'm not talking about using it like Kanye West or anybody else, Eminem, black or white in the rap world. I'm talking about using it for what it does. And that is, brings to our attention the bitter hatred of some people, people of color, specifically African Americans in our nation, for hundreds of years based on the color of their skin. Now in the O.J. Simpson trial, I had said that the N-word, rather than saying the N-word, that they should have said the word, and I'm not going to say it here, because I don't believe white people should say it. I don't be, should believe it should be used for sensationalistic Affect, and I, I don't. I don't believe that not saying it in the O.J. Simpson trial drove the po- point home of how offensive it was, and what they were trying to show Mark Furman and others in the LAPD to be, and that was people who had racism in their hearts, people who thought of African Americans in a certain way. Cut ahead to today. Yesterday, actually. I was writing a piece for the Huff Post. It's not up yet. Hopefully they'll they'll publish it. Your guess is as good as mine right now. And I wrote, and I'm going to share with you what I wrote, pieces of what I wrote. When I was a child, my dad was a jazz musician, and his best friend was African-American married to a white woman. And I remember I was playing hopscotch or something on the sidewalk, and this kid, Andy, who had moved in next door, ironically, from South Carolina to the Boston suburb I grew up in. He threw a rock at me, and he called me an N-lover. I must have been about nine, 
I didn't know what the N word meant. I had never heard it. I'd never heard the word. I ran into the house and I asked my mother, what's an N lover? My mother grabbed me by the hair, pulled me over to the sink and put ivory soap in my mouth, swished it around and then made me spit it out. After I finished crying and spitting out all the soap, she said, don't you ever, ever say that word in this house or anywhere ever again. I said, but mom, I'm not saying it. That new kid Andy next to her called me that. And then she realized. She told me what the word meant. And I soon figured out I had been called that by the kid next door because my dad's best friend was black and married to a white woman. The N-word is actually from the Latin Niger, which means black. It was then used by the English, both in the United States and abroad, the English and English-speaking, as Negro. That word has never meant anything more than something disparaging or racist toward people of color. And you can Google to find out all the different historical references and versions of that word and uses of that word by slave owners, plantation owners, KKK members, people lynching, and to this day, people with hatred toward those of color in their heart. It's a terrible word. It has a terrible meaning and it evokes terrible feelings. And that's exactly why the president needed to use it. See, I am a white woman. I would never utter that word. I think I did once in a broadcast in my career. I don't recall. Mark says, uh, he, you know, we had an argument about, I don't even recall, but I, I trust his uh, judgment. The word should only be used to emphasize a point with regard to race. And I believe, because he is our president, even more so because he's African-American, he has been called the N-word. And in his book, he refers to the N-word about nine or ten times, he uses that word, excuse me, uh, to refer to race and situations of which he has been the victim of racism. He is the first African-American president, the first biracial president, the first president of color, I think it's essential that he speak to and about race, give his opinions on it, try and unite us, and be honest and be candid. And because he has been the victim of racism, as surely every person of color and every African-American in this nation and world and every African-American listening to my voice has, then I do believe that he is within his right to use that word in the scenario in which he did. He was responding to a question about race and race relations in this country. He was being honest, and he was using that as an example because it stings. I do not agree with it being used by rap musicians. And I think it's a terrible word, not just because the soap stung the inside of my mouth. But it shouldn't really be about the word, should it? It should be about the meaning or the intent with the use of that word, what's in that person's heart, what that person believes about the person they're calling that. It shouldn't be made to be pretty, like lipstick on a pig, as Sarah Palin once said, because when rappers use it, 
to mean, oh, my homie. There was an NFL football player, I won't use his name, who's a good friend of mine, former NFL player, who was a Super Bowl champion guy, African-American. We did some work together in Los Angeles, and he's, and I got a conversation about this, and I told him the word was offensive, it shouldn't be used, and he goes, no, no, it's okay, and he goes, Lizzie, come on, say, you be my N-word, and I said, I won't do it, you be my N-word, I said, I won't do it, you be my N-word, come on, come on, come on, you're my buddy, you are my N-word, I am your N-word, and I said to him, you will never be the N-word to me, because you are a human being, and you shouldn't be using that, and this, this is a black man, arguing with this five foot two white chick over that word, we all have different opinions on it. And we certainly have different opinions as to whether the president should have used it or not and whether that word's beneath the office of the president. So I ask you today to join me in this conversation. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Do you agree with me and say the president was right to use that word, the N-word? It was okay for him in the office as president, the office of the president, to use that word. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Or do you disagree with me and say, no, Leslie, absolutely not. Can't agree with you on this. The president was wrong. Because see, this is not about politics, and this isn't even necessarily about black or white, but rather opinion on that word and on the president having uttered it. Was the president right or wrong to use the N-word? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Is it different when used by the president as he did to, po- to, to prove a point versus a rapper using it to be hip and referring to homies? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. What does the word, the N-word, mean to you? And how do you feel when you hear it? What does the N-word mean to you? And how do you feel when you hear it? I definitely want to hear from men and women who are African-American on this issue as well today. Because I've been called an N-lover, but I've never been called an N-word. There's a difference. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. The president says America is not cured of its racism. Does America have a race problem? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And if so, what, my friend, what can be done to improve or fix the problem, the disease, if you will, of racism in America today? And we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome or welcome back. The president used the N-word, right or wrong. How do you feel when you hear the word? And uh, what was your opinion of him using it? Let's go to the calls. 888-6-LESLIE. Uh, we were going to go to Jeff and Ferguson uh, in Missouri. Give us a buzz back. We go to Mercy in New Mexico, line two. Mercy, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. Thank you very much for your show. I totally agree with what you said. I don't think there was anything inappropriate with the president using the N-word in the way that he did. And I think what I was, while I was waiting, I think it's akin to a dysfunctional family not wanting to admit that there are problems. And our American family has a very serious problem with racism, and we need to come to terms with it. Uh, I, I agree. Think that I agree. And and I think that his saying that by not talking about it, we're never going to, we are never going to get past it because we kind of swept it under the rug for all these years. And then it just creeps back up. Why do we sweep it under the rug, in your opinion, quickly? It's uncomfortable to talk about. It's uncomfortable for people to talk about, to admit, because, unfortunately, I had a situation many years ago, and 
which I I never thought of myself as having having been racist at all, which I was not not raised that way. I never thought about it. Well, hold that thought because I got to take a break. We'll come back and let you finish that up, and we'll be back with you and others holding. Back to you right after this. I'm Leslie Marshall. Don't go away. And we're back on Leslie Marshall. Welcome or welcome back. We're talking about the president's use of the N-word, how the word makes you feel, how you felt about him using it, and if it ever should be used at all. Mercy in New Mexico, line two, agrees with me and said the president's use of the term uh, was, um, uh, you know, perhaps even necessary to prove his point. It was acceptable for him to use it. And Mercy, you said you don't think of yourself as racist, but before the break, you were starting to tell us uh, briefly uh, about uh, an experience that you had in the past. Yeah, I had I had never thought of myself as racist. And I, I used to manage an apartment complex, and I was attacked by a black woman with a stove burner plate. Um, and I was very traumatized by that experience. But it, when that happened, it became I started seeing it, it was like uh, whatever racism I had came out because I was seeing the black instead of this is a person that attacked me, you know. And it became, I became fearful of blacks, and I had to work through that. But became, you know, just kind of forgive the woman and not, and... How, how, did, how did you work through that? How did you work through seeing this woman as a woman who happens to be black, as opposed to, oh, blacks can, you know, a black woman tried to hurt me, black people are going to try and hurt me kind of thing? It, it was, it was, a, actually, I, I did a, a lot of forgiveness work, and it really worked, and... When we went to her apartment, I I was afraid. I didn't go to work for a couple of weeks, and I went with my boss to her apartment. And she answered the door, and 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 um, I said, she said, uh, "Did you come to make peace in that moment?" And I had been I had been really working because I I didn't want that in my life. And and I said, "Yes, we did." And I walked in. I shook her hand. We went in. We talked. I helped her straighten out. You know her because she was about to get evicted we worked through it and and it was a real it was a it was just a, a wonderful experience you know to 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 really go through that i mean to realize that this is just a person i mean in her situation at the time she was going through some personal stuff and you know it's a long story but but we really need it was like seeing her as um I, I was a part of her, and she was a part of me. We're all connected, you know? All right. Uh, I would agree with you. Th- uh, thank you uh, for your admission of that and being so candid, Mercy, and for your call. Thank you. Uh, let's go next to Palm Springs on line three with Andrea. Andrea, good afternoon and welcome. Yes, hello. Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Yes, um, thank you. Um, I was really touched by her story. That was um, just uh, well said. Um, I, with regard to the critics of uh, um, President Obama, um, I think it's the usual suspects that are probably throwing that out because um, he did this wonderful, wide-ranging interview, very thoughtful. And if this is the worst they can say, I, I mean, I, I would be surprised if any person of color is criticizing him for his language. Um, I don't think in the context in which he expressed it that it was beneath him or the, or anyone uh let alone the office of the president it was a very thoughtful comment and as with almost virtually everything he says and but there are people with an agenda just as when um remember when the um henry gates 
um, arrest took place. He was trying to get in his own home, and he was arrested. Yep. And, and all all uh, President Obama said was that the the, the police act acted stupidly, which I think they, they acted even a lot worse than stupidly. But then he was so roundly criticized for that, and that it's just yeah, it's weird though when you think about it. If he if he support if he says anything about race. He's criticized for just saying, you know, yes. something supportive of the black community. Right. Yet if he doesn't say anything, he's criticized for not saying anything. Yes. Um, he's been criticized for, you know, not, you know, marching there today in South Carolina. Yet he's going to be there Friday in a few days giving the eulogy uh, for one of the nine yes. victims, the yes. reverend and the state legislator yes. uh, that was murdered. And people forget this isn't the only issue, although it's a big issue and it's an important issue to the president and to many Americans, and it should be to all Americans. It's not the only issue. He is president of the United States. He can't be at every march, no. uh, even when the issue is race. Yes, and I think that um, it's it's uh, for those that go out of their way to find some some little straw to grasp at to you know to, to just keep the drumbeat going it's um it's that mentality that fueled and and um radicalized the young man that that committed this horrible horrible crime and in his um one of his blog things he was saying uh that the black people are all uh what he he used the words um stupid and violent and um because he he had been brainwash just the way isis people uh troll and and grab these impressionable people he you know all he was thinking is that they were just raping the women and 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 yet this young man is the one that was stupid and violent not the ones he targeted when when i read the the biographies of these people that were slain each one had led such an exemplary life. They, I mean, in, in what they had given to their communities and their friends and their families, it's just uh, it's just such a stark contrast to his life, which was he didn't finish ninth grade. He'd been arrested. He, you know, he just was pretty much living an empty, a completely empty life, and that is the typical candidate that can be so vulnerable to these hate mongering groups. And had the FBI. Yes, because whether it's a racist organization, as in the case of Dylan Roof, yeah. or whether it is somebody who's being uh, recruited by ISIS, right. it's all the same type of individual they go for. They're not going to go for somebody whose life is wonderful, because when your life's wonderful, you're not as angry. Well, if the FBI had been tracking those groups as closely as they're tracking the ISIS groups, they would have already had a monitor on Good him. point. Good point. It's another for, it's another form of extremism. It's just not religious. It's yeah. racial. Thank you for the very good Thank points, you. Andrea. Look forward to speaking to you again. Love having you calling into the I show. I love your show. Thank you. Thank Bye. you, Andrea. Uh, let's go to Massachusetts, my home state. I just had somebody ask me if I was a cricket or an owl. And I said, huh? And they said, and he goes, yeah, you did forget where you came from. And I didn't realize the elementary school I went to was called the Crickets. I, I kid you. I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know we didn't have a team. Anyway, Manny in my home state of Massachusetts, line four is next. Manny, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Leslie. Um, I heard the clip of uh, Obama saying um, the nigger word. Um, when you listen to it, he didn't say it in a bad way. And I think the only people that have a problem with him saying that word are the people that want to use that word, but they can't use it because they get in trouble for using it. 
and that's what really checks them off that somebody else able to use it and they, and he could get away with it while they can't that he can get away with it hmm okay interesting all right yeah, Danny, I mean, uh, may, may, I, yeah go ahead. I myself I, I never used the word but I do use the word nigga all the damn time. Well, I think uh, to me it's the same thing whether it's an AH or an ER, yeah. and 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 just because we, I don't want yeah. to anger our entire audience, uh, uh, or uh, program directors, et cetera. Let's uh, refrain, um, you know, uh, from from that. But then again, the FCC, you know, does allow it, and that's why you hear it in music. Manny, let me ask you without saying the word, if you don't mind, I want to offend anyone, but um, why do you use it with an AH? Well, first of all, are you African American? No. Okay. I'm Puerto Rican. All right, you Puerto Rican. So why do you use it or feel that you can use it? You're a man of color, and that's uh, okay? I mean, knowing it's, you know, got a derogatory history and, and, and basis. To tell you the truth, it's really because the environment I grew up in, and it was always that. So it's just a way for us to say that. And do you mean you grew up friend. in, like, an inner-city urban environment? Yes. Yes, I grew up in an inner city urban environment. Do, do you think? And I'm I'm going to be I'm going to ask some people a couple on 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 hold that I know are African American because they've told me that and they've called the show before. But um, do have you ever had somebody black uh, say to you that you know they they were offended by you using the term because you're not an African American? No, no, I never never had that experience. And let me just correct it real quick because I'm I listen to rap music all the time. It's it's I listen to everything, but rap is actually my favorite. Eminem never used the word. He he says he will never use it. He never has used it in any of his songs. All right. That uh, thank you, uh, thank you, and appreciate your call. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more of your calls right after this. Don't go away. Let's get back to the calls in New Jersey on line two. John joins us. John, good afternoon. Welcome. And sitting here enjoying your program as I travel through Santa Fe and enjoy uh, a lot of your callers and the topic that you brought up. The last caller, um, he said, know better of, um, he should know his history. If he known his history, he would not be using that type of word. Uh, the Latin community has come from Africa, but some of us that don't know our history tend to make the foolish mistakes. I, like you, have listened to the president's speech, that interview. I listened to it twice. And I understand that, you know, he used it as a word, as an example, to bring up the topic that for six years I was surprised that he never really debated or talked about race. Race was is a word that nobody chooses to want to talk about, and he uses that word in any sense. So, you know, he picked the topic and used the word, but his enemies jumped on it and twisted his speech around. So, I'm, you know, I understand what he's trying to do, and I understand that he uses an example to get people to talk about a topic that America for 400 years refuses to deal with, and I believe will continue not wanting to deal with it. So, you know, I understand his example and why he uses it, and I'm not upset with it. I can accept it. I am African-American, but I'm a pupil of history. And if you and people need to understand, if you don't understand history, then these Americans will make the same stupid, bogus mistakes over and over and over again, and will and we'll continue making those mistakes, and I'll continue listening to your program, too. All right. I appreciate that, uh, John. Thank you, and your comments as well. Let's go next to uh, Michael, who is in the Bronx. Michael is on line one. Michael, good afternoon. Hello there, Leslie. How Hello, are you? Michael. Well, President Obama was 100% correct, and when he um, used 
that word and I'm saying in the moment, it ties into your um, example. I'm so glad you brought up with you about the O.J. Simpson case. I mean, we can have a discussion another time as to how people feel about the verdict even after 20 years later. But the thing is, is that it's a lot more to Mark Furman using that N-word. The whole point is that he used it in a malicious fashion and plus the actions that he committed were of a malicious, a malicious fashion towards people of color. And that was the big issue in that entire case. Never mind this BS that some of the right-wingers want to say that, oh, he was just acting for a screenplay. That's bogus because you have other witnesses that testified to Mark Furman actually using that word and speaking the same um, fashion about beating black people up and anything else that was um, brought up. And that includes a white woman named Kathleen Rice if I remember her name correctly. And believe it or not, Leslie, there comes a time where we would have to use words that we normally don't use. I know you said that you're against using the N-word, but if you were ever a witness in a criminal case, or any case for that matter, and you had to testify, excuse me, if you had to um, testify, and that testimony is on record, if you had to quote a person, um, using that word, you would have to use that word for the record. I learned that when I had to make a complaint to a civilian co complaint review board about a police officer that was totally unprofessional, dropping F-bombs and in a very religious fashion. I couldn't say he said mother F for this or mother F for yeah, that. Mike, no, Mike, I, I love you. I love you. Way off track and off course. No, no, uh, uh, you are an African-American. What does that yeah. word, the N-word, mean to you? The N-word is generally malicious, and I think what President Obama did was— Okay, now what about Manny, who earlier who said he's a Puerto Rican, who uses uh -huh. it like uh, with, with instead of E-R-A-H at the end? Oh, I, I heard about that. Let me explain what that is. The A-H, according to the hip-hop people say, is the term of endearment. I never bought that for a minute because it's Okay, so to you it's the like same ER. word. to you it's the same word with an E-R and A-H on it. It sounds exactly the same. I right, and you don't think it. rappers should be using it either. It's very different than the way the president did. I used to, I sang songs at karaoke with that word, and I changed the word. Okay. I actually changed the word. Uh, all right, so so I, I so you agree with me, shouldn't be uh, used for that. Uh, thank no. you, Michael. Always good to talk to you. Let's get to Carol in Cleveland, line four. Carol, good afternoon. Carol, you with us in Cleveland? Yes, I am. Hi, Carol. Good afternoon. Hi, and Leslie, uh, forgive me because I don't. I'm on my phone and I don't know how to. I'm I'm hearing background noise. But first of all, I. Okay, we'll go back to Carol. Thank like, you, uh, oh, Leslie. Carol. Um, I hear yeah. you clearly. Carol, 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 go just talk. Don't listen because you have a delay and you're confusing yourself if your radio is. Can you hear me, Leslie? Yes. Okay, um, I've come in, I've come to you, um, I, I'm same age as Barack, and uh, the N-word came to us as a different thing. Okay, what did it come to you as? 
Okay, there's too much of a delay here, Thank I think, you. Carol. We're, we're not able to, to – I'm sorry, Carol. Just too much. You've got to turn your radios down, people. Um, let's uh, go to Darren in Indianapolis on line two. Most people have been agreeing, but I think, Darren, you said you disagree with the president and he's using this word or his use of the word, correct? That's correct. Um, I'm listen- By the way, I'm listening to you on the Internet. And um, the for the president to use the N-word shows that he has – no respect for himself, nor for his race, nor for the office of the President of the United States. Why do you say that? Um, because he should have been, he should have took the moral high ground. I mean, he should have taken, he should, I mean, the President is much better than that. He shouldn't stoop to that level to use the, the N-word, you know, in that podcast. Um, Are you African-American or white? I'm white. Okay, I'm just I'm just curious. Oh no, no, that's fine. Um, I'm white, and I just it's just I lose respect for the president when he uses that type of language, and uh, it, it just shows to me that you know it proves to me that he has no respect for himself nor for the office. Now, now, why do you think he doesn't respect himself because he chose to use that term? And do you feel that all African-Americans who use that term do not respect themselves? Well, okay, it's like this. If they don't like to hear the N-word and they find it offensive, why even use it against themselves? So if you, you wait, wait, but wait a minute. So if you fought, if you feel that somebody using it's being disrespectful, then you feel a white person using it is being disrespectful also. I would imagine. Yeah, it's, it's disrespectful. It's uh, it, it's um, to me, I, it comes to the level of being vulgar and being uh, okay, a so curse the, word. So you find the word vulgar no matter who uses it, no matter what their color, their position, or the reason they're using it. That's correct. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Darren. I appreciate your call. Uh, let's go next to, uh, I think, uh, Dean is next in Buffalo. Dean is on line. Sorry, I'm going all over the place here. Line five. Dean, good afternoon. Yes. Um, I just wanted to say great appearance uh, this morning. Dean, I love you. We've got to get to our points. We don't have much time, sweetie. What's your point on this? Okay. Um, Barack Obama did not tarnish the office of the president. It's a president's job to address race, racial or topical issues. Um, the only people that can use this word or um, the derogatory term for females are African Americans and women, because when the African American community does it, no, wait, wait, Dean, sorry to interrupt. So you feel it's okay for any African-American to use the N-word and the president can because of his skin color, so you're okay with rappers using it then? Well, yes, as long as it's used as a term of empowerment. Okay, let's take one last one, less than 60 seconds. Reggie and Georgia, line four. Reggie, go. Okay, uh, why, why, are people criti- why is everybody criticizing Barack Obama for using the N-word in the way that he used it as a... As to prove and make a point, I think it, you know, it was necessary for him to use it in this situation, and at least he didn't use it the way Dr. Lawrence did. 
All right. We are out of time. I'm Leslie Marshall. Back tomorrow on Hump Day. Thank you to Mark and Andrew, my great crew, and all of you, America. Join us tomorrow. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it. Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive. Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it. Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive. Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love.